I'm Hetty Holmes and you're listening to The Dose Podcast, the home of healthy headness in search of balance. According to the Global Wellness Institute, the wellness industry is now valued at a whopping $4.2 trillion globally. We're no longer dabbling with going to the gym or getting the occasional massage. A wellness mindset is starting to permeate the global consumer consciousness, affecting daily decision making. Among the wellness markets analysed is wellness tourism, a $639 billion industry, which in a nutshell is travel for the purpose of promoting health and well-being through physical, psychological or spiritual activities, a bit like a yoga retreat. Someone who is a true veteran in this area is today's guest, Mercedes Seif, one of the UK's leading yoga teachers. You can find her at Tri-Yoga in Camden and Chelsea. She's also the co-founder, alongside her husband Simon, of Yotown, the award-winning health retreat in Devon, who I have the pleasure of welcoming today. Mercedes, welcome. First of all, I must thank you for having us at your Yotan Christmas party in Devon last oh, week. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> for the sake of our listeners, Mercedes and her husband Simon have been instrumental in easing my transition to North Devon, the home mm. of her award-winning retreat, Yotown, mm. where my husband Bertie now works yes, as a does. hiking guide. Yeah. Um, mm. I think what was truly palpable from the evening was the cohesion between your amazing team yeah. that yeah. you mentioned um, that your guests seem to value mm. in, in their feedback. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah so absolutely. Is, is that something that's happened just generally over time? You've just met the right people? and you've kind of tried yeah. and tested different dynamics yeah absolutely I mean we've we've run the gamut of from the beginning you know we couldn't if we weren't on site we couldn't run the retreat we'd have to close that week so if we wanted mm-hmm. to ever take a holiday or we went to go away we didn't really have a, a strong enough team in the very beginning to really be able to leave without you know and trusting everything would be fine yeah. um, it takes a while because also as you're honing your own you know brand or certainly a retreat like that mm-hmm. you start excuse me you start to know you know, what is you like who you need. Mm-hmm. So in other words, the type, it's not just enough that they're talented at what they do, but it's also just the right personality, the right vibe, the right energy, the right kind of mix of just, you know, being present for someone, but not mm-hmm. fawny, not too formal, not too, uh, you know, like it just, it's a real interesting thing or, you know, mm-hmm. or not too standoffish. I mean, it's just, it's very interesting that it's, it's hard to put into words, but you just mm-hmm. kind of know. So I think the first few years, we just needed people, obviously, in terms of, whatever it was, we needed a trainer, or we needed a massage therapist, or we needed, you know, so we had to kind of, you know, work through people, and then we could kind of see, like, as feedback from the guests, yeah. oh, this person talks a lot in massage, she's telling us about her life story, or this, you know, <laughs> or this, so, so you start to see who might become a liability yeah. over time, and you're going, you know what, she's great at this, or he's great at that, but yeah. we, it's a liability in the end, because yeah. of one thing or another. Okay. So that's really, I think, you know, absolutely it grew over time, it took a long time, actually, and that's where I think probably anyone starts starting a new retreat um, has to realize it's just you're not going to get the team off you, mm-hmm. you know in paper they might look like the A team but yeah you have in, to learn over time yeah and yeah. obviously I mean this is based at your family home isn't it where yeah, you Simon lives so yeah, it's very much part of your lifestyle totally well. I mean it was literally where we'd yeah. come on the weekends I mean obviously we still go back and forth to London but we were we were living pretty much full time in London mm-hmm. and we would come on the weekends Simon would go surf I would come along you know I would just mm-hmm. kind of hang out on weekends we didn't have children at the time uh, it was pretty big space for just the two of us yeah. <laughs> and it really just feels like something should be a weekend retreat I just felt always very retreat like so yeah. that's where the idea kind of sprung like I had all these yoga students in London I thought oh, I should just bring some one weekend yeah and, so know, is so that how it started yeah. as a bit of an experiment just from your yoga yeah I think see. yeah absolutely I think it, it kind of and you know funny enough I mean before I met Simon he was always thinking in the back of his head like oh this this 
space would make such, not because he was really going to do it, but he mm. just thought, oh, you know, there's nothing out here. This would be such a great retreat if somebody was going to do a yoga retreat or some kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't even about yoga. It was just a retreat to get away. Yeah. He always thought, oh, what a great space. So, you know, it, it did kind of happen in that way of like, well, I have all these people. I was doing retreats in Sri Lanka, mm. uh, Bali. I was doing them abroad and, and different places. And I thought, well, we have this weekend home. Why are we not just, you know, could be a weekend retreat that we just bring some people to start. Yeah. Uh, just my own database. You know, and for people who aren't familiar with the area, I mean, it's surrounded mm. in natural beauty, isn't it? You've got the coast yeah. very nearby. You've yeah. got Exmoor for hiking. Yeah, you've absolutely. got obviously the natural surroundings where you live for yoga and outdoor gyms. And absolutely, I mean, it's um, yeah, it's quite a rugged, natural sort of you know beauty out there, and you're mm. right on the coast, pretty much. You know, you're not very mm. far, and so all these amazing hikes that again people don't really realize yeah. um, that exist out there. I didn't know. You yeah. know, and when I moved out there, and Simon took me the first time, we went surfing, we went to Broughton Borough, you know, um, yeah. Saunton Sands and the boroughs there, and then we went to Croy. And, we went, mm. and I thought, wow, I lived in California all these years, and mm. I never knew, I have no idea, you know, living in London for a few years before I'd gone to Devon, that yeah. that existed so close. How does it compare to California then? It does, actually. It compares, you know, it really does. I mean, uh, the backdrops, I mean, in some ways, it's kind of more stunning in North Devon because you, it just goes on and on and on and on, the cliffs. Yeah. And, you know, Malibu is beautiful, Topanga is beautiful, but still, I mean, you know, think of Game of Thrones, you know, <laughs> think of like, you know, the backdrop of just that, you know, the, the, the rolling hills and these cliffs and this crashing waves yeah. and, you know, and you just go, it goes on and on and on and you could just, you know, it's walk like hauntingly for hauntingly beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Like up on Baggy Point, if you just yeah. face the cliff edge, it's kind of almost frightening at it, times. It, it is. And I think because there's such history there, mm. it has an energy that, you you know, California is beautiful, but there's not, it's not the same history, right? Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's not the same. So in so many ways, it's, it's so much more beautiful yeah. and, you know, dramatic. And so with oh. the retreats been running nearly 10 years now? Well, eight, 2010. So, yeah, okay. it's go, it'll be on our ninth season opening wow. up. So, yeah, it was May 2010. So eight years closing yeah. this season. And how uh, have you seen the retreat kind of world change in those last years? Is it kind of, I think I remember Simon saying that, like, when you guys first started, everyone was into these kind of fat counts. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. But yeah. The retreat per se, wasn't really in existence. No, no, not like, no, not, not just like, like well-being. Yeah, not yeah. just like normal, you know, <laughs> normal people things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, when we came onto the market, uh, you know, we kind of opened our, our farmhouse doors, so to speak. Mm. You know, it was, we were, it was boot camps. It was, you know, I hate the word fat farm, but that's what yeah. people were calling themselves, you know, get weight loss, you know, get slim quick, uh, mm. cheap budget uh, you know, boot camps, um, you know, yeah, all this real aimed at like not nothing sustainable. Yeah. Um, so we just, you know, we just thought, what about just normal people who want to get away, have a healthy break? Yeah, maybe lose a few weight, you know, shed a bit of weight, but mm -hmm. more the weight of the being but than the body. Mm -hmm. So what we were finding is so many people feel heavy. And, you know, even if they lose the physical weight, they still feel this heaviness in, yeah. in the heart and the chest. And so it was something that could target both the weight of the body and also the weight of the being, because not everybody that feels heavy is has to lose physical weight, right? Mm -hmm. Some people just want to get healthy and get away and feel better, but they don't need to shed pounds. So we yeah. just felt like something that could be sustainable and could be more open to many different people rather than mm -hmm. just this kind of quick fix. It's very aesthetic, You know, starving, right? yeah, yeah, starve yourself for your, you know, upcoming party that you can go summertime and yeah. you can fit into your jeans when you were 18, those things, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we just thought, yeah, it, but it was a real radical concept. I don't know why at the time. Um, I say radical, not so much to us, but because when we would ever talk about it, people mm -hmm. were like, oh, so, you know, even in the press, it was like the first few 
years, you know, they just couldn't stop calling us a boot camp. Even mm-hmm. though they'd come and they'd know, oh, you're not a boot camp, but they didn't have another word. Yeah. And they were like, well, we can't just call you a health retreat. Nobody knows what that means. It's so, before its time in a way, Yeah, it? it was like luxury spa. Or, yeah. you know, when we, our first award from Condé Nast was Best Spa Retreat UK. Yeah. And that was the best thing come up, spa retreat, you know, was yeah. kind of the fusion because they had, yeah, they had to put that word spa. Yeah. Which, you know, we shy away from that word as well a little bit because spa mm-hmm. connotates of course, champagne and hot tubs and, you know, mm-hmm. facials. Exactly. Um, and we didn't want people to be like, oh, <laughs> where's my, you know, where's my strawberries and, yeah. uh, and champagne on the side when, you know, yeah. you're, you're kind of hiking for three hours on the cliff. Mm-hmm. So um, so it was really difficult for people to uh, call us anything particular. And we had a lot of advice from people going, well, then just, you know, just call yourself a fat farm or just, you know, do the weight loss or just call yourself a weight loss camp. Like just, you know, a lot of business types who yeah, were like, you know, how do you discussion. make money? You know, the first couple of years, obviously, mm-hmm. we only ran once or twice a month. We needed to fill the seats. We needed to, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't, you know, some weeks we only had one or two people, you know, so obviously it was very, you know, it was a hard slog up to be like, no, this is our, what we want to do. And yeah, all the all of our business minded friends, all of our, you know, bankers or, you know, hedge yeah. fund or people who are just more money oriented we're like this is what you need to do if you want to make money you can call yourself rebrand as a weight loss camp or yeah. whatever so um yeah so that was really the advice at the time mm. so yeah. do you think it's now that there's uh i guess the talk around mental health is, mm-hmm. is so out there do you think people are more inclined to kind of to go on these retreats to help to help you stress yeah i mean i always say to people um it's funny you know again you know eight years ago nine years ago when we would get the inquiries online so say you know we had our uh, our contact form mm-hmm. and uh someone would say inevitably always hi uh, do you have space this weekend i need to lose weight you know it was mm-hmm. always weight loss oriented so hi could i how much could i weight could i lose if i come mm-hmm. hi i have this event you know da, da, da. it was always weight loss questions yeah um and we inevitably have to inevitably have to come back and say sorry it's not really the focus but you know maybe five pounds you know um and then more recently, I'd say maybe the past three, four years, maybe even five years going back, well, now probably four, three, four years, mm-hmm. um, people are now, mu- I, nobody mentions weight anymore when they yeah. email us. It's very, it's like, ooh, someone's it's mentioned. It's like we've moved on. It's like we've moved on. Yeah. We've, we, you know, we're all clever, more clever now. We're all more aware of the crash diet and the, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we kind of know there's more than that. And, yeah. and we know that maybe our unhappiness isn't always rooted in those extra pounds. And I think people are more open. Also, they're more mentally aware. So I mm-hmm. think everyone now we get a lot of things. How much mindfulness? How much is there meditation? Can I learn to meditate on the program? Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much talk of that now when we get inquiries. It's always around much more I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to sleep. Uh, I just need to get away, have a good cry. Or I'm just coming back from chemo or I just need to get in shape or, you know, whatever it is, I just want to mm. feel good. And, you know, it's much more whole being yeah. than just targeting the weight loss. And, and I you guess know, that's what wellness means, right? That's it, I suppose. That is what, what well-being as yeah. in the whole being, yeah. right? Um, as opposed to, you know, just the body. Yeah. And I think that's really where um, things are, are shifting, where people are more open to that. Mm. And I think even things like the meditation sessions before when we first opened, uh, people would just, you know, hide in their rooms mm. when they heard there was a meditation. They're like, oh, right. God, no, I can't do that. I don't <laughs> want to meditate. And it would be like, so we, we couldn't, that's why we, we stopped publishing the schedule uh, okay. because it became things like that. People yeah. would start to make assumptions. Now, you know, nobody runs away from that. Everyone's just like, okay, what's next? Great. Luxury. See you there. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, okay, see you at three o'clock in the, in the room yeah. for meditation. So, so again, I think people are just, just cha- they're more curious yeah. and changing. So for someone who's never been on a Yotan retreat, what can they expect? Is it five days? 
It's five days, Wednesday yeah. to Sunday. Yeah. yeah, it's five days, Wednesday to Sunday. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, part of it is just being in the moment and not knowing what to expect. A lot yeah. of people email us and say, can I have the schedule? Or their assistants yeah. will email us and say, could I have my boss's, you know, the schedule, yeah, yeah. the itinerary I can forward to my, you know, my boss. And we'll say, listen, it's, you know, here's a bit of a sample idea. But the whole point is for you to relegate the... Um, you know, the, the need to control everything and schedule everything and, uh, you know, mentally be living in three days ahead. Mm. You know, it's just the whole point is to kind of be in the now, let go of that, let other people kind of support you and take care of you and trust that we've been doing this long enough that, um, you know, you're in good hands and you'll, it's a need to know basis, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you're doing, you're not gonna do anything crazy or dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to worry, but um, trust us, there's a little ebb and flow to the program and it still works a lot nicer when you just kind of let go and just, you know, Mm. And, and ultimately, some people have a real hard time with it the first couple of days, and then yeah. and then they're like, "Oh, I love that! I love." They just let go. Yeah, and mm. there is a bit of a detox element involved, isn't there? You you Absolutely. kind of come off caffeine, yeah. sugar. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a cleanse involved. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I think we call ours a yo-tox, which yeah. is kind of our yo-town approach to detoxing. Because mm. detox, obviously, is all controversial in itself as well. The, whether yeah. the body does need a detox, whether the liver is always detoxing, there's all kinds of stuff around it. Yeah. We're not even so much talking about that. Um, it's not even a diet we're trying to push uh, or a new sort of way. It is just literally simply cleansing, giving yourself a break. Mm. And, and not just the mental break. And the physical, you know, it's that literally like give your digestive system a break. (laughs) And a lot of things we eliminate tend to, not for everyone, but tend to be irritants or allergens or things that people don't even realize are are not doing their bodies or minds any good, but they don't know Mm because they're just taking it daily. So things like obviously coffee, caffeine, um, some people are totally fine with it and it's not necessarily an evil thing. One cup of coffee is very different from four cups to prop yourself up during the day. Yeah. What's that doing to your adrenal glands? And a lot of people are very surprised. Wow. I, uh, you know, I have a few cups and I never thought I was addicted. And then now that I've stopped, I'm just, you know, in the corner sick, you know, (laughs) and I headaches and I didn't realize my energy was coming from caffeine. So it's just awareness. Um, Same thing with obviously alcohol. We don't do in the five days. Mm -hmm. You know, some people prop themselves off using alcohol or unwind or or don't realize it's yeah, sure, it's a stimulant, but it's also a depressant alcohol. So it can contribute to moods and emotional ups and downs, depression. Um, So, again, some people don't realize that Mm -hmm. sugar, refined sugar, big Mm -hmm. one, right? Um, there's no refined sugar. And so we have sweets, but it's more like natural sugars. It's like fruit, mostly fruits. You know, yeah. maybe we do power balls with that, but it's all natural, natural fruits. So people don't realize how much sugar is in their diet. And mm. so, again, they sort of that tends to be sometimes one of the bigger ones where they really find it hard, those cravings. So yeah. they sort of you just want to notice, are you eating a lot of refined sugars? Again, Gives you the high, but then brings mm. you the low. <laughs> it's like you getting know. you back in touch with your body's rhythm. Yeah, right? back in touch with your body's rhythm. And um, even meat, we stop meat for five days. Just again, is to give your digestive system a break. Mm. Um, not everyone, but a lot of meat eaters probably eat you know, two, three times a day meat. Um, the digestive system takes, I think it's three days, a little under that, to digest a piece of meat. Yeah. Um, because you think how long our, our, our basically our intestinal system is, you know, our, our digestive system. And, um, and basically... We want to just say, hey, give your body a chance to just absorb other nutrients. <laughs> so a lot of people that when they stop the meat, they just realize like, oh, suddenly, you know, they're they're either their their appetite shrinks or it's just, you know, it, they just can, they feel have a little more energy. They're not digesting a steak at 10 at night. You yeah, know, yeah. they're just feeling a little lighter. They wake up a bit earlier in the morning. Um 
And and again, it's just a lot of people that stop. They don't necessarily stop eating meat. That's that's a completely different issue. We're not going to tell anyone to do this or that. But what they do do is maybe um, slow it down. They don't have as much. And they go, you know what? I actually don't need it. I'm sitting mm-hmm. at a desk eight hours a day. I'm not hunting and gathering. I don't need like three times a day, yeah. you know, big masses pieces of meat, meat when I'm just sort of sitting. So that, that's an interesting change. You see people, you know, that go, oh, you know what? I actually am okay to eat more plant-based and yeah. fish. Just habits and we get into, it's just habits. Yeah, same yeah. with dairy. You know, some people are, are lactose intolerant. They don't know. So we stop mm. dairy and we stop gluten. Again, very few people are actually gluten, gluten intolerant, but there's so much modified, you know, wheat and glutens in, in everything that it can be. Maybe you're not necessarily gluten intolerant, but it is affecting you. You're bloaty. You're, it's affecting, you know, your moods, whatever it is. It's just affecting the way you're, you're feeling. And, mm. and a lot of people, too, they, like a lot of people are gluten free, even if they're not officially celiacs or whatnot. So it's just to know, you know, it's yeah. just good to know if you stop it and then you feel really good and then you leave and you introduce it again in your diet and you feel like you know rubbish mm. then you know it's a bit of like a reboot really or a reset yeah it's, need like it. a, yeah. 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 it's just a re- it's just a, it's just to give clarity mm. so give some space um it's i always liken it to the you know nose at a painting if you're right up to a painting and you can't see what it's about and as you start to walk away you get yeah. perspective yeah. you can see what the picture is and it's the same thing with the, with the yo talks it's like if you're right in the thick of it always eating these things always running going always le- never letting your mind just breathe you know calm down and just take a mm. moment to breathe um you can't see anything. You don't have perspective. But when mm. you start, just take a break from those things. Take a break from the schedule. Take a break from the day-to-day. Take the break from the stress of it all. Take the break of the foods and the drinks and all the stuff you're normally, like, diving into. You just get more perspective. Yeah. And, and that's being, really what it is. being in nature is so fundamental being to that, nature, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of studies out there now saying that just five minutes spent in nature can kind of mm-hmm. lower your heart rate. Kind of calm down your. I think it's your prefrontal cortex yeah, to make you actually yeah. just calmer, more productive. Yeah. So, and I know being outside is a huge part of your program. There's a lot yeah. of focus on hiking, isn't there? Yes. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, all year round we're out. So mm. even January, it doesn't matter. Rain or shine, we're out. Yeah, we yeah. just tell people dress for it, and most people love that. They, you know, everybody loves that. It's rare. Even if it's super pouring rain, everyone's like, ah, let's bring it on. Yeah. You know, let's put on our kit and let's go. Because it's nothing like actually hiking through the, on, no. on the coast. I remember the, the beast from the east last year. That didn't. Yeah, stop Yeah, that didn't stop us. That. I mean, there's some great photos of people you know it's all the ocean and then you have the snow and people have some have sticks and it's yeah. just it's, I mean, it's fantastic and people are if you're dressed for it no you know you actually get very hot i've dressed in the doll i've on hiking in the dolomites where it's like you know snow caps yeah. and you you you're hot and by the top i'm in tank top i'm like you know yeah. you get you get warm so it's not a cold thing it's when you're not prepared mm. where it does it's not pleasant and what better way to you cultivate know. grit and determination yeah. well that's it that. a lot of people um you know, feel like, oh, that was hard, but I feel really accomplished now. You know, <laughs> like, okay, I was a good, like having a meltdown breakdown in the moment, but yeah. now I feel really good about myself. Yeah, so. like a real sense of achievement mm-hmm. from doing that. And is that every day yeah. you you take people out on a hike? Yes. I mean, we're outside, whether yeah. it's not every single day, it's the hike. It's some mm-hmm. sort of, it depends if it's winter or summer as well, because sometimes we do try and get into the water. We give that option, yeah. surfing, co-steering, some sort of water thing in the summer instead of a hike for one of the days. Mm-hmm. We do obviously cycling. We do on the Tarka Trail. We do the bike ride, which is also really an accomplishment for a lot of people. Um, and then, yes, we're, you know, we're definitely, there's a, hiking is a huge part of the heart of the mm. program and then of course we try and get up for the fitness as well we try and get up for the yoga we try and get outside as much as we can weather permitting at yeah. certain times of the year yeah. uh, the trends reports are saying that hiking <clears throat> is soon to overtake yoga 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess at Yotan it's win-win because you've got both. We have both. <laughs> I mean, the difference is, though, yoga, as you can imagine, I could wrap up my mat and just do yoga here, yeah. whereas hiking, you need a, you need a whole <laughs> landscape. You need a bit, yeah. It's a bit more involved. Yeah. <laughs> so walking, I could see up taking yoga. You know, you can walk, you know, I yeah. suppose, you know, especially if you live in a city, you can get out and walk. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the city dwellers that need it the most. Yes. I think, I mean, you and I, we maybe take it for granted because we live there half the time. Yeah. But people yeah. who don't get outside in nature and don't understand like, how beneficial it is to the soul yeah I think I mean, yeah. you must get a lot of them on your retreat that are you know city yeah people. yeah I think that's part of the reason people feel so good is that yeah. they they just get out it's just a change of just concrete walls and concrete mm. the concrete jungle so to speak I think just that change alone just makes people feel really good yeah um, and that's just something that we're kind of exposing to people you know mm. so sort of saying hey this exists and just get outside a little more yeah because I mean, mm. we evolved from nature we, we are hunt together mm-hmm. as we we hiked for a yeah, living before, and then yeah. it's kind of very unnatural <laughs> where we live. All this time <laughs> That's where we, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And people are guess, looking for happiness in other things like shopping, you yeah. know, materialism and stuff. But actually, it's so easy just to go outside and have well, a walk and listen yeah. to birds. And I think even that's changing. I mean, I think that you know, look, there's sort of several factors. I was just reading this morning about a very quite. I was quite surprised. This quite big online retailer, how they they just lost like forty percent of their value this morning, or some sort of thing. You know, and they're quite you know cheap and cheerful. One of those those big sites I won't mention, but the name. But I remember thinking, gosh, and they're sort of scrambling because it's online. Before we know the high streets, yeah, fair enough, okay, because everyone's moving to shop online. And they're saying, you know, people aren't buying. And I just thought, you know, and so you see all these sales <coughs> going on so early right now before Christmas. All these top, again, top yeah. websites that you like, they never do a sale before or after. And absolutely, yeah. everyone's doing sales. And I just think people in general are changing. I mm-hmm. think people, fast fashion, cheap this, things, acquire, 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 acquire. Make you happy. I think people are seeing, it's not going to make me happy. I mean, yeah. I know myself, I was never a big shopaholic, but I, do I need it? Do I need another thing? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I just, I think everyone's just... Not everyone. I'm sure there's always people who love yeah. that, you know. But I just think there, there's a reason for that downturn. I don't think it's just mm. because things are people are moving just to online, you know, mm. um, from high streets. I think there's also they're seeing that downturn online. And I think there's a reason. Mm. I don't it's, think it's just because people are, are poorer. I don't no. think it's a fi- just a financial thing. I think people are also waking up to the importance of mental health as well. Yeah. It? It's in the public consciousness yeah. a lot more now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. especially in young men, it's like an epidemic. Oh, isn't gosh, it? The rate yeah. of male suicides in the UK alone. I mean, yeah. I we think don't talk about it enough. It, we don't. No. I think we're starting to. We're having, mm. you know, ambassadors out there like the Royal Family doing a very good job for doing yeah. it but it's still taking time for people to understand actually what is at the heart of the problem I don't think yeah. there really is that knowledge yet I mean well and it's generationally you also have this whole generation that you know I don't know now the sort of schools but certainly the boarding schools the boys schools I know with Simon even mm-hmm. just saying you know his whole thing growing up it was like you know stiff upper lip yeah, you don't, don't talk, talk about, about it. yeah you yeah. don't talk about it you don't have emotions to suck it up you never yeah. show your weakness da, da, da. I mean imagine that's ingrained from you from like mm-hmm. you know five six seven years old you're just gonna you know yeah it's just gonna stay in your head and it's like a poison right and you're just never gonna be able to to you know express how you feel or talk about things or talk about problems and emotions about feeling like there's shame around it and then of course it's gonna lead to unhappiness and ultimately for some suicide so I think that that's you know that's also generational I think more and more hopefully as people talk about it more this younger generation will start to feel more comfortable with Mm. hey you know it's not an unmanly thing or it's nothing to do with that. It's no, not it's masculinity. Just, it's just, it's just like chest, human beings. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a real scientific thing, actually, when you yeah. don't talk about things. you know, It does feel like evolutionary. Like it's just yeah. in, in our makeup that it something is. has gone a bit wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It, exactly. And we're not, you know, by nature, we're not, um, we're not 
singular people. Like by nature, we're kind of tribal. By nature, mm. we're sort of, we, we run in packs. Or we, even if you're a lone wolf in terms of you like your downtime, by nature, we still like love to feel like we have our family, so to speak. Even if it's not blood related, we have our little tribe. Mm. And I think this thing of just keeping everything inside and not sharing goes against our natural way we're hard drive, or, mm. you know, our hardwired, sorry. Like it's the way that we just naturally are inclined to go is to just sort of share those things. And I think... Um, yeah, I think that, you know, part of what we're trying to do at Yotan and even the kitchen, actually, the, the meditation pods is yeah. meant to be that give your, you know, mental, the mental health. Yeah. You know. So tell yeah. us about the kitchen then. So this yeah. project started, was it a year and a half mm-hmm. ago? Yeah, I guess a year and, yeah, a year and yeah. a month or so. Yeah, so I guess in October last year. Um, yeah, so... I think because, you know, Yotown Touchwood has, has been going eight years now. Yeah. Um, past few years enjoying, you know, just growing strength to strength. And, you know, a lot of hard work is obviously paying off in terms of people know us and now and come from all over the world. Um, and so we were thinking what's the next uh, logical step to continue that growth and continue people to know about us. But also how do we take more of our message? Maybe people can't come for five days. Uh, you know, how do you get the Yotown experience without having to necessarily – take, you know, five days out of your week or just mm-hmm. go all the way to Devon, you know, whatever it is, kind of come to you. And we thought naturally maybe coming, doing something in London would make sense. Um, what exactly we weren't going to open up another retreat and we didn't want to, you know, we were looking to do a spa or something. But, you know, one of the, the important programs, part of the program, sorry, is food. Obviously, we do this this sort of, you know, slightly this cleanse, uh, yeah. these, these foods that are eliminated um, and just this healthier way of eating. And then, of course, the meditation and mindfulness is an important aspect of the program. And that's where we thought, well, if we open up the space where it's about the healthy food and, mm. and mindful eating and, and we could offer something like these meditation pods that are free, Mm-hmm. So that after you have your, you know, thing for your healthy body boost, you can give yourself a little mental boost, just five minutes, something that's mm-hmm. accessible. Again, it had to be accessible, had to be something people would do and couldn't really, you know, you know, I'm busy, busy. You know, everyone has five minutes, you yeah, know, so to kind of. Urban retreat, you can yeah, squeeze up a day. Yeah, and it's, it's meant to be, you know, it's non-dogmatic. In other words, you know, we're not pushing anything. It's there. We do a different, you know, five of them yeah. that are foundational, a guest person of the month. And yeah. people can just come and, you know, no one's going to stare at you. You don't have to pay. You don't have to do anything. There's no faff around it. You literally just go downstairs, and, you know, and go and use the pods. So, um, so that was really an important aspect. It, you know, it wasn't interesting just for food for the sake of food alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just like, oh, let's open up a whole bunch of eateries. You know, that's not really our passion no. in terms of like to j- just food for the sake of food. Like that was kind of our point. Like, yeah. well, we're going to talk health. Let's talk real health, whole being health. So if yeah. you're going to talk about healthy food, also talk about healthy mind. If you're going to talk about healthy living, it can't just be about kale and mm. quinoa and yeah. and juice, you know, juice, green juices, which are all great things, by yeah. the way. But, um, you know, but green it's limiting juice. the discussion. Yeah, green juice does not make for a happy life no. on its own. <laughs> so you've named each of the menu items after a, a positive Yeah, strength. Yeah. So again, you know, to bring in our, our I guess, our brand new ethos and, and, and you know, I suppose it's, a, it's very, I'm Canadian, but I lived in California for a while. So, I mean, this stuff is, to me, it's quite normal. But I think to here, it's all a bit like, oh, what's that? You know, <laughs> like, ooh, you know, um, I just thought, my background being um, yoga, but also po- coaching positive psychology, having a diploma in that. Um, it really, again, how do we bring in the sort of our brand, which, you know, do we just lean green machine or kale machine? Or is it, you know, and I thought, well, again, a nice reminder as people are looking through the menu, you know, we all have character strengths. We all could focus on things that are, are going strong versus what's going wrong. And sometimes it's just nice to just, those words are just, it's nice to just, like when you see courage or grit or determination or gratitude or humor or love or zest, like the word alone has power. Like we all know, you know, words have power, right? We all know that water experiment. You know, we put, 
you know, great words on one glass and the other, you know, really yucky swear words on one. And you mm-hmm. sort of see how the, the water, the crystals literally change. So it's that thing of just that, again, that subconscious or conscious in mm-hmm. the menu. You know, again, your avocado toast, love, you know, your eggs, happiness, or, you know, your, <laughs> you know, your, your determination juice and your sort of, you know, resilience, uh, you know, yeah. smoothie or grace, you know. Um, it's just helping you practice mindfulness. Right, exactly. It's just to like, you know, it's just supposed to be a little talking point. Mm. You know, it's not meant to be gimmicky in any way. It's just meant to be like, it's just nice and positive. Yes. You know, to value your food and actually yeah. appreciate what you're putting in your mouth. Exactly. It's just meant to be a positive little spin on that little break that you're taking in your day. Yeah. yeah. So you say you've got guest meditators. Who have you got yes. in there at the moment? Yeah. So it was actually me. Yours yeah. truly. <laughs> yeah. I actually recorded a holiday meditation last year okay. um, that I didn't actually end up using. So it was there and has right. I record and has the music. So I thought this is perfect. Yeah. So um, so we're going to have, yeah, it's me, yours truly for the first time this year. But we've, as you know, we've yeah. had quite a few good meditators um, throughout the past. You've had, uh, was it Light Watkins? You Light Watkins. Yeah. He, he's been in there. Jillian Lavin. From meditate, yeah. um, you know, um, London Meditation Center. We've had Will Williams has done a guest yeah. uh, recording on the Canon. You know, Emma Cannon, Tilly mm-hmm. Desperate, she's just done one. Uh, we had Naraj, of course, uh, yeah. from Meditation Unlocked, uh, doing one. And then we have, um, we actually have a couple of interesting ones coming up, and we're collaborating with this um, jewelry company. It's all mindful. Uh, it's called Salatha. I don't know mm-hmm. if you heard of them. Yeah, they have a meditation app, and they have jewelry that kind of goes with the app, and it's all it's all very interesting. There's a meditation that goes with whatever your pendant is, and it's a so very it can interesting like a totem. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, so it's like a little sort of talisman, little thing you keep, and then whatever that is, and you yeah. have these meditations, and you can download the app when you buy the necklace or the jewelry. And so we're doing. They're going to be um, in February. They're going to be our sort of guest that for the month and we're going to do actually a workshop in house like a, an event with them um, so that'll be you know that's kind of just also going uh, teaming up with brands and a little bit as well who yeah. also have that meditation mindfulness aspect that goes with them so not just people mm-hmm. um, this is the person who's the founder but you know more so it's just this whole concept so which is very yeah. interesting well, it sounds like you're incredibly mm-hmm. busy so you've got the retreat running then you've got mm-hmm. the kitchen and then you're obviously a mother of two yeah and you do retreats as well I do well yeah. I do teacher training so yeah. again I'm doing this year I have a uh, people I train train to be yoga teachers. I yeah. take about sort of 25 to 30 people a year that I, I will train um, and just, yeah, qualify them as, you know, yoga teachers. So I did that last year and I'm going to do that again this year. I don't know next year so much because we have so much going on, but yeah. I, just, I still get, you know, enough people asking. So fine, I'll do it. As people are asking, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, everyone wants to be a yoga teacher now. Yeah, it's, like it's the trendiest well, job on the planet. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, I think it goes in waves. I mean, that was a while, a while ago. That was the case as well. And yeah. then everyone wanted to sort of become a nutritionist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's a great, it's a great, you know, yeah. a great profession. But I don't know. It became the sun this trend that everybody started tra- tra- training to be nutritionists, and yeah. which is great too. But um, so I think things go in trends, you know. And then chef, chefing, holistic chefing. A lot of people are starting to train that. And yeah. and I think yoga is one of those things where everybody just you know suddenly has this thing. Oh, a yoga teacher. It's, yeah. it sounds I guess really it's good. Kind of it's, you make it your passion, then you want to make it your profession. Yeah, well. yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. And that's really where the danger is, you know, yeah. where a lot of people get dis- disappointed. I think what I try to tell my students is that, you know, the irony of being a very successful yoga teacher is that at first you'll find your own practice will suffer. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly that thing you loved, you know, you're not able to do as much because you're running around trying mm-hmm. to, you know, teach and, and, you know, obviously make a living and make a career. Um, over time, it tempers out if you're, you know, you're able to, you know, you get back, you can 
you know, e- you know, find your equilibrium again. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, look, it's, if you have a passion for it, it's not so much even so much a passion for yoga. I think you have to have a passion for teaching and sharing mm-hmm. with others because I think, you know, we can have a passion for something, but doesn't mean we should be teaching it. No, absolutely. And doesn't mean we should be sharing it with others, you yeah. know, in terms of that's where I think a lot of people go wrong as well. I think they get into something because they love the actual thing, but they have to remember at the end of the day they're going to hold the space yeah. for people. And that's not an easy thing to do. For some people, that could be very stressful. And yeah. if it's too stressful and you're going too much against your natural way, you, will, you won't be happy. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to work. You know? And I've seen that happen so many times. I can always see almost in my classes who will go on to be big-time teachers yeah. and who will have their little certificates and not really do much with it. And be- feel like it's a pat on the back for them. They do yeah. something, but they're not going to go Ex- on. Exactly, which yeah. is fine. I mean, it's not necessarily – sometimes a lot of people do it for themselves, right? Yeah. So that's, that's great. They education. should just do it for themselves. Yeah. But the ones that really have a passion to share, like you could see the ones that have a burning desire, and they're naturally born – they're kind of natural teachers. Yeah. And I think that's what people have to remember with teacher training is that, you know, you're learning to teach – you're yeah, not, yeah. you know. <laughs> you're not just learning to be a pro at what you're, you're not doing. learning to just do more yoga. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, like, you're not necessarily learning how to do more big poses. Like, yeah. you go on a retreat for that, you know. It's funny. Um, I did a bit of a secret squirrel piece for um, yeah. a big PT studio. Okay. Um, yeah. Or training center, sorry, yeah. in London last year. And yeah. just to, to train up as one to see yeah. what the process was like. As a, te- a yoga teacher. No, this or was a, a per- personal oh, PT, training. Oh, personal yeah, training. PT, yeah, so yeah, obviously, yeah. like. Yeah, personal training. Yeah. yeah, there was like 35 people on that course. Wow, and we yeah. all had to kind of go around saying why we were here. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people in that room were like, you know, PRs of like financial execs. Yeah, you know, sure. Quite, quite good careers. Yeah. But they all just wanted to. I guess, fulfill a passion or educate yeah. themselves. And I could tell, like, three-quarters of them wouldn't go on to actually be PTs. They, yeah. just, they were doing – I think they just loved – they loved training. Yeah. And they wanted to understand more about it. Yeah, exactly. They just want to learn more Yeah, in some, in some cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that definitely happens in teacher mm. trainings. And I think that's – like I say, that's – you know, you don't, it's, it's not a prerequisite to have to want to teach. I definitely have a lot of people come in the course. They're very honest. They're like, look, I don't want to teach. I just love the thought of learning more. And, yeah, I'd love to have it in my back pocket. You never know someday. Yeah. But, you know, it's not my big thing. And then other people who go in with that intention, then during the course are like, oh, my God, I want to teach. Yeah. You know, <laughs> because they gain the confidence. And yeah. that's, you know, and I'm like, why would you not? You're great. You know, and they're like, yeah, you know, funny. I, I, I think a lot of that sometimes is just insecurity. Like, no, 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 I don't actually want to teach. I just I, I just want to do this course. And, you know, you're yeah. thinking, yeah, secretly, you want to you teach. Do. You're not going to spend half a year learning this you know yeah. but that's okay and then as people learn how to teach then they're like actually yeah, maybe I can this do this cool. yeah. you know it doesn't have to be full time or their vocation but yeah. you know it's nice to see that so it's nice to see that yeah. shift you know we hear it a lot now it's called the side hustle so the side people, hustle yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah I mean my business partner yeah. she's a spinning teacher oh well, there you go and then yeah. you know she runs this business so it's mm-hmm. just a lot of people I think it's just having it, it, it makes you actually more focused on your main job I yeah. think if you just indulge yeah. a bit of a passion on the side yeah yeah, I think Emma Gannon calls it the multi-hyphen method. It could, yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a very millennial thing. But <laughs> there's something about it yeah. that, I don't know, if it makes people wonder if they have the credibility and the integrity yeah. of the job, if they're kind of splitting themselves so thinly across different things. <laughs> yeah. But. At the end of the day, if you're talented and you're good at what you do, it doesn't yeah. matter how many other things you're doing. I exactly. think people will uh, be drawn to it. And I think that right there is your credibility. You yeah. know, if you can show up and you can deliver the goods, so to speak, who cares what you're doing this sort of other 23 hours a day? You yeah. know, for that hour, you can deliver what's on the tin. Mm-hmm. I think that's all you need. I don't think you have to worry about, you know, whether you're doing it full time or you're doing it. Uh, so you know, just show up and do it well. Yeah. 
that's all that matters. So, <laughs> do you keep in touch with any of your students yeah. now? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're all in WhatsApp chats. Like, I actually send quite a bit of work their way as well. I mean, I get, I still get a lot of people asking me to do privates and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't. I don't have time. So I connect people. You know, with the people I think will be, you know, good to, you know, send them to. So I do that. I get in touch with studios and I give them referrals because I know some studios would probably they'd be again good matches for certain studios that I know and people I know. So I'll just touch base. Like just yesterday, I wrote to someone and said, "Hey, listen." This I think they'd be a good. She'd be a good teacher for you guys. Really in your your you know your crowd, your database, you know, so to yeah. speak. She'd fit in well, and so yeah, definitely we still keep in touch. Um, come to my classes still. They still assist sometimes. So definitely I I you know I I have some you know teachers that we've been trained with me eight nine ten years ago. Some of my first wow. teachers, and they're off now all doing you know great things, teaching some of them super full time, yeah. like have their in their own right are great teachers. That's, it must make you so proud seeing them. It does. It really is great. In fact, one of them is going to, she moved to Dubai and she had this dream to move to Dubai and she's, you know, pat on the back, done so well. She literally arrived in like a suitcase and like, oh, she just wanted to change because she has, it was tired of living in London her whole life. It was cold and she has a daughter, a young daughter, and she just thought, I got it. I'm going to do this. I, I love this. My passion. I got to do it. And she's just now, you know, rocking it. She just become Nikki Beach's face of yoga and all the rooms, you know, wow. is there. She's, you know, doing Dubai this, Dubai yoga. She does royal fa- the Dubai royal family. You know? yeah. And she's doing so well. I'm so proud of her. And we were talking recently and she was talking about, oh, I want to do this and that. And I said, look, I said, you know, you, you could probably in Dubai do some sort of teacher training. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, you can do it under the guys, you know, with me. Why don't I, I'll set you up. You can do your thing and I'll help you. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's another way you can kind of keep growing. And so it's, again, we've, one of my first teacher trainees, but I'm always kind of still connecting and seeing like where I see it makes sense. Yeah. I will intervene and be like, hey, look, okay, here. I can help you and yeah. you know get you set up and help you move into this you that's know. amazing so yeah. And yeah you're also a mother of two yeah <laughs> so what, what kind of wellness practices do you teach them or do you just let them kind of oh i free and yeah pretty want? much i mean uh, <laughs> yeah already practicing everything. i do i just encourage so much goofy play yeah. i mean i'm i'm just the goofiest mom i'm just the goofiest goofiest mom i'm really it's you know i think there's nothing worse than always feeling on eggshells as a child that you have a parent that's really strict and really yeah. da da you know and i i really obviously you have to have boundaries and they, they need boundaries. Children need boundaries. But mm-hmm. I think also there's importance like free play, creativity, being allowed sometimes. And it's mm-hmm. annoying. Everyone's like, shh. But if you're constantly being told, shh, I think subconsciously that makes you feel as an adult, you always have to keep your voice down. Yeah, it makes you yeah. feel like you can't say what you feel. And, you know, and I think especially as little girls, yeah. I want to encourage them to be loud and proud and just like, ah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you're like, oh. But at the same time, I try not to too much, you know, yeah. hush, hush, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, because I think they just need to, they're really into their singing now, and they're yeah. dancing and their gymnastics and, you know. They, yoga, I bet. And yoga. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, movement, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. I mean, they, I'm not a pushy, pushy yoga mom. Because they, they do so much gymnastics anyway, and that's sort of what I do as well. I also do gymnastics. And, yeah. you know, we fool around together. We'll go tumble together. And, you know, we'll do a lot together in terms of just that movement and fitness. They see me working out, uh, you know, and yeah. they join in. So I think, you know, for me, well-being is that, is teaching them, you know, movement and laughter and creativity and, you know, writing and piano and all those things. Like, to me, that's all about well-being and not just being solely about, hey, did you get, you know, an A-plus on your math test today? Mm. Um, you know, or seeing if, oh, are they struggling with that, helping them with that, rather than feeling like, oh, you're just not good at that. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know. 
And they travel yeah. with you quite a bit, don't they? They retreats. do, yeah. yeah. They're very well traveled, yeah. I mean, from the age so of important. like three months old. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, three months old, the oldest one, we, we went to Sri Lanka. That was our trip. So we did that. We didn't stop. We went, yeah. you know, she was surfing away. Wow. <laughs> three months. It wasn't actually. We literally had a picture of her on a surfboard at a pool when she's three months old. Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> You'll get a surf yeah, one day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the little one, when she was five weeks, we took her to Bali. Like, wow. all of us went to Bali and pretty much every year, yeah. So they've done long distance trips since they were literally like baby babies. Yeah. So we just didn't want to compromise that. Um, that was important to us, and it is important to us to still travel, and it's yeah. an important part of our lives. And um, Isn't that how you and Simon met? Weren't you in Sri Lanka doing some No, no, no. We met in yoga. We okay. met in yoga. Yeah. But uh, but then we went to Sri Lanka. I did my first retreat. I was yeah. go. I did my first one. But, yeah, and he came on it. Yeah, okay. he came on it. So, yes, that, that's true. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, we just really feel like the, the travel is important, and I think children mm-hmm. to be well-traveled, especially because we live in Devon, and it's you know, a little more insular. It's when they lived in London, when they were up until five so they started yeah. school obviously they were like cultural you know done in such a mix mix melting pot yeah but now that they're five and six and they're in devon more and it's a little bit more you know it's, yeah, yeah it's a village you know essentially it's important for us to keep traveling and yeah they see the world is not just yeah. all beautiful trees and beaches and people all the yeah. same yeah <laughs> so you, you conquered devon and you're on your way to conquering london is there mm. any talk of retreats elsewhere <laughs> <laughs> well, we're always getting asked. Um, it's a matter of not spreading yourself too thin because you want a quality of life. Of course, yeah. I mean, naturally, the next logical thing would be something like a Bali because we love, we spend so much time there. Mm. And we get asked all the time, people that have properties out there, people that maybe have some sort of space that isn't working so much in the, the current offering, but would we rebrand it and come in? So we, we're always, you know, getting those kind of things. And, and when and if the time is right, we might do something, you know, like that. I think... Primarily, it's to get the sort of kitchen in London solid and make sure that that's, you know, because what, what we have a great team at um, Devon. Mm-hmm. And I think that's taken a time to cultivate and curate. And I think we want to have the exact same experience to translate to London. And London being so new, only a year, a year and a month, yeah, yeah. it's going to take a little more time to curate exactly. So we know if we leave, it's still operating like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Whereas, again, I don't trust that that's going to happen at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. if I was to leave. It's still in its infancy, really. It's still in its infancy. It? Yeah. So I think it would when you super responsible and and you know things like the Westminster Council I mean that'll make it any easier there's so many challenges you come up between licensing and all if I could just tell you so many annoying things that make Mm. you think why are we even doing this shut it we'll go open somewhere where you know (laughs) people will you know not have business retail isn't it well it's not well it's it's F&B you know it's like it's it's funny because it's not so much the the people make it hard it's like the bureaucracy Mm. that makes it hard it's literally things like oh you're boiling an egg you need to change your license to this or oh you want to deliver a smoothie you need to have this license and you know you know and you're just going, are you trying to make it really hard for retailers or, or business people to have businesses on the high street that are all dying a death anyway? Yeah. So it is that frustrating thing of you just blows your mind. There's a lot in between business rates. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's all kinds of things you don't really think about. Mm. Um, and then and then there's there's also the staffing. And there is an issue right now, no matter what people say with yeah. Brexit. I don't know what it is, if it is Brexit related, but there is definitely Staff Less, sta- yeah, staff yeah. shortages. I can see from a year later, from when I put an ad, you know, a year ago to now, mm-hmm. I can see. Oh, it's like, whoa, what's going on? You know, and then we talk to our friends who are really well-established chefs and restaurants, and they're like, yeah, we're all in the same boat. You know, take a number, so everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. So there is that. Um, is it a different kind of work you get in London to what you get in Devon? I guess in yeah. Devon, it's like 
their local. It's, it's their, their vocation. Yeah. It's their life. It's what they love to do. It's their passion. And you know, yeah. fair enough. Not everyone's you know, I mean, you know going to you know do all the the work is you know. And certainly in London, they're kind of getting a job. They maybe just arrived, but you still I still believe it over. You can curate the passion. You know, if you you do it right, you can yeah. package it. And people still have a lot of pride around what they're doing. Um, so and you know, for us, really, we wanted to move anyway into more bringing like our Yo Talks pack, like our Yo Talks in a box. We we're going to launch in you know a couple of months where we bring that to people rather than just people coming to us. It's that food delivery, but one step further, which mm-hmm. we have an idea that will kind of bring in some of the other aspects of yoga and yeah. meditation and fitness. It comes to your house. So that's kind of an interesting thing we're literally curating at the moment. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, get that kind of going where yeah. we'd like it and, and then see if we want to then up and move to Bali for a year and, and set up something there. We, at mm-hmm. least we know everything's settled or we can close it down and then say, OK, let's focus on, you know. Yeah, Baby steps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to spread ourselves too thin. Otherwise, it's just stressful and you have no quality of life and you're like, oh, I own health business and I'm yeah. <laughs> really unhealthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't really be good. I mean, but that's what happens. Yeah, I bet. I mean, that's what happens. You can't yeah. be that kind of yeah. well all the time. I bet you have yeah. moments where you're like, I just want a pizza or a glass yeah. of wine. Well, I mean, I, I have nothing against a piece of pizza anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been even stressed or not stressed. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have nothing against a glass of wine either, yeah. you know. it's. I don't think there's a such thing as anything that's bad for you. I think, you know, nothing will happen if you have a piece of pizza. Nothing will happen if you have one glass of wine. Nothing will happen if you have a slice of cake. Yeah. It's if you're going to have three slices of cake yeah. every time you feel sad or if you're going to have a bottle of wine every time a little, you know, Every night, you know, it's all these things. It's just in how much you have it. So I don't really believe there's bad food per se. It's just how much you're indulging in it and how much of that bad food. If you're compiling bad food after bad food after bad food. It's balance, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So as someone who has a wealth of experience in this industry, Mm. have you got any tips for anybody starting out a retreat? Oh, gosh, yeah. I get get asked. Yeah, I mean, I get asked that a lot, too. You know, it's funny. I get literally emails from people who are like, oh, I'm going to start this retreat. Can you give advice? Or I have this or that idea and this and that. And it's, you know, there's so many things I can say which – you, know, you can get really into the nitty gritty, but more on the on the whole, just, you know, as we sort of open this whole podcast with, it's kind of a team. Mm. Um, you know, don't underestimate uh, because you, no matter how great you are, if you're a great yoga teacher, great PT, great whatever, hostess or the mostess, you know, yeah. uh, you still are going to need your team, you know, and 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 – and so it's all fine for you to open up a retreat in this beautiful space in two hours outside of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. But yeah. if you don't, if you can't get a chef or you can't get a massage therapist or you get, you know, yeah. that therein lies the issue. You or know, there's no cohesion. Between there's the no team. cohesion. Yeah. And it's just this like farming people in or just bringing people in for a season or, you know, yeah, like yeah. think about that. Like who are the people that are going to be there? You know, yeah. um, so there's that really kind of important aspect Um of, of things and uh, it must be quite hard work I mean it's a lot of labour that goes into it isn't it yeah, I mean, yeah. Like you mean to start it to, or just to run it generally I mean well, it's like, like I, yes at first at yeah. first yes of course now like I said it's a well machine yeah. for us now we can go away to Bali for six weeks yeah. and, and it runs fantastically and smoothly yeah, yeah. and we have a great team but yes at first like I said we couldn't go away I mean mm. we were like if we were going to go away we had to shut it because it was us really yeah. because you have to You ultimately there's no way getting around that even a manager you need to train and say mm. this is the standard this is how it is. And that's not just like one training day. That's like years. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a training year. You know, it's yeah. like housekeeping. That's a training like year, literally to go. No, that's like, a, no, it has to be like, you have to remember people coming from this. Like, and it's just, and it's fair enough. You know, it's people and they want that. They want you to sort of show them this is where we're aiming. This is the bar. Yeah. And so this is what we have to hit. And that doesn't happen in one, like I said, training session. Yeah. So there is a lot that you have to do it yourself until, until that gets there, mm. you know. So there is that that aspect. Um, 
And, you know, I think also people have to really try not to be all things to all people. Yeah. I think that there's uh, sometimes I see retreats and it's just got a lot of stuff going on. And that's, you know, even how we were at the very beginning. Yeah. And then we just became, you know, we used to have the yoga retreat, a fertility retreat, this and that. We used to have different weeks and stuff. And then it was like, you know what? This is kind of what we offer. This encompasses everything. Let's just, even we used to do a week long. We used to do a three day. We, like, you know, we played with the length of times. And, and so that gets honed over time. Mm-hmm. But we got really specific about what we wanted to be. And that's kind of what we offer week in, week out now. Yeah. So there's that sense of tr- don't try and be too many things to all people. We're not going to, you know, same with price point. W- who's your market, you know? I guess knowing your market exactly. You have to know your market. Sure. And you don't have to go the cheapest. You don't have to go, you know, yeah. expensive. But what's your what's your brand? What's your market? And mm-hmm. because, you know, again, be really specific. Because if you're trying to be all things to all people, it, it doesn't yeah, really it work. Doesn't work. People get confused. I guess the absolute aim is to get people coming back yes. again and referring friends as well. Again, yeah. If you, within a year or two years, don't see repeat people, you're doing something wrong. Forget yeah. it. Either move into something else or rebrand or do something because yeah, yeah. our business absolutely grew on repeat business and word of mouth. That was mm-hmm. it. Because, yeah, okay, you have, sure, people came on the internet, this and that, but I'd say that was our primary business. And still to this day, most weeks, even though we're running, we run every week, most weeks there's almost two, three, sometimes four, sometimes six. We had p- six people one time who were all return on wow. our last, like a treat, retreat in, in September. You know, it was 10 people or so. It was six people had been there. So, yeah. you know, there's, if and by the way, these people can go anywhere in the world. Yeah. You know, some of our guest lists is literally people who fly in other choppers or they just, you know, they literally the who's who of, of, of humans, you know, yeah. and they just can go anywhere. And you know they're coming back to you, so you're doing something right. Because, Ultimately, you know, something money can't buy. And that's really what you have to look at. You can put a big price tag on something and drip everything in gold and marble. But nobody's going to come back for just that. It isn't that that thing that money can't buy. Because ultimately, you're not wealthy until you have something money can't buy. Right? (laughs) So it's that experience that people want, not just another thing. Because, you know, we can all go to these big fancy this and that and Mm -hmm. have tea at 4 a.m. and gold cups. And no one's really no one's looking for that. You know, that's coming to us. Something deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really, again, you know, if I give advice, it's just, you know, know what it is you're, you're trying to offer. Who are you marketing to? Who do you want? Who do you want to be with? We can, you know, that's yeah. another thing. You know, we were thinking, well, you know, you also remember you do a certain price point. These are the people who are going to be with you every week. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> you know, you like do them. we, yeah. Do we really necessarily want to have like super high maintenance, difficult people because you've charged, you know, super amounts of high money and people, you know, yeah. like, no, that's okay. We'll make a little less and just have really cool, interesting people, you know, because yeah. that's ultimately, it's also for you, right? You don't want to just be like, oh, right. people are running around fun. your space. Yeah. yeah. And you're just, you know. So do you struggle with it being on your turf? Like it is, obviously you have a separation where the Mm. guests stay, but it's obviously your house, isn't it, where it's at? It is, it is. I mean, it's more, you know, I think that um, there is that separation. We're in our own house, so it's not terrible. But also it makes it easy because then we can peek in and see what's going on. Because Mm. we are are involved, by the way, even when we're, you know, we are very much involved. We go have lunch with the guests. We, you know, pop in. We see how they're doing. I mean, we're very involved. And I think that's part of the reason it's so successful. Mm. It's because we are involved. And... Um, so that it actually it's, it helps us and yes sometimes it's a hindrance more I think with the children because I want them to be able to scream and be loud and yeah. people are like shh they're having much ushers you know <laughs> and even though it's not right next door you still feel like you know in the fields you know screams carry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know would it be nice if we were a little bit further out yeah but again yeah. more for probably the children not mm-hmm. so much me because nobody comes over our way it's, so, it's such a separation with that driveway that sort of really separates yeah. us and, and over the way yeah 
But yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, there's good and bad things about that. But I would be stressed if I was far away. You yeah, know? you'd want to be, be there on hand. Yeah, yeah, it's too stressful. Yeah, because, you know, literally it's like someone going, hi, my, you know, heating's not working or something, you know, at like 10 at night. You, yeah, you want to yeah. be able to be like, oh, sorry, you know, like it's too stressful otherwise. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure having you yeah, today. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks so for much. sharing your words of wisdom. And um, yeah, yeah enjoy, you. enjoy your Christmas. Thanks so much. You too. Thanks for having me. <laughs> if you have any questions about any of the content discussed in today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com. You can also refer to the links in the show notes below. Want to know more about Dose? Visit www.whateveryourdose.com and sign up to receive our weekly newsletters for feel-good content and events across fitness, food and drink to get your happy hormones firing. <laughs>